the Eighth Circuit Network. We make things, put them in your brain. And welcome back to Funk Radio, your favorite funk radio show. This is Kyle. And Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Jessica is a cool guest on our show today. Yeah, thanks, guys. She's our special female guest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. So, Jessica, uh, do you have anything cool you want to share with us before we get started on today's topic? Well, uh, my name's Jessica. I mean, I I don't know. I have a younger sister. That's cool. Who's mowing the lawn right now? <laughs> Are you paying your little sister in lemonade? No, I'm not. She's not that little. My dad is actually paying her in money. So oh, wow. I wish to I do you. the lawns. Yeah, I was just watching Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets downstairs for a little bit, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> that was <laughs> As that was like. That was like my least favorite of all of the movies. Yeah, it wasn't particularly good. The only reason, because so. On HBO, there was a very limited choice of things. And one of them was a Sorcerer's Stone, and they're really tiny in there. Like, all the, everybody's, like, really small and just strange. And so then my sister said, this almost makes you want to see the next movie. And I realized that we had it. So I put it on, and they're still really tiny. Yeah, they didn't get uh, older or bigger until, like, the fourth one. And then by the well, fourth one, it's... No, I was just going to say, the fourth one, everyone had the worst hair. Yeah, because right, yeah, that was that was when Ron had like the weird shaggy hair, and I was just like, why did they do that to him? Everybody, Ron, Harry, Fred, and George. That, all have- other than the end, other than the end of the fourth one, because obviously Voldemort came back. I think I hated that one the most because they made this transition from like, you know, kids going on awesome adventures to oh my gosh, we have hormones now and feelings and <laughs> so many yeah. feels. People don't want hormones and feelings. Yeah, like with the, what is it, um, Harry Potter and his Asian girlfriend thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cho Chang. Yeah. So that was that was awkward. I don't know. We should we should try to get back on topic, even Uh, though sorcery is cool. So today for our funk radio show, I thought it might be interesting to touch on some artists who are famous for what may be referred to as lovemaking music. And, Peter, uh, Peter, how do you define lovemaking music? I, well, let, it, let's, open that, let's open that question up to the conversation. I mean, what, what, what styles of music do you think are the, you know, the most conducive to lovemaking? This I, is so awkward, but I don't know. I would say polka music. Polka, polka music is definitely nothing, not the standard not, nothing one. Gets, nothing gets... Nothing gets me more horny than accordions. <laughs> that's, I guess that's... I'm, I'm, I'm never going to play an accordion near you again, Kyle. You should create, <laughs> <laughs> like, some sort of club for accordion aficionados. What about mariachi music? No. Maybe okay. if you have really low, you know, just really subtle mariachi music. It's a little bit of... I, I, I remember... That's yeah, a little bit of, you know, like ethnicity to it i guess yeah and you know it, it spices it up but it's low enough that it's not too distracting that's what i was kind of thinking i mean you have your standard like stereotypical 
ones, like Barry White and all that, the, you know, oh, yeah, kind of. I mean, that's, that's a Kool-Aid, but not, not Kool-Aid guy music. Um, when did Barry White become the Kool-Aid man? I don't know, but that's a oh, really yeah. funny connection. Yeah, he just became that. Um, but... Yeah, I don't, I think it probably depends on the on the mood you're you're just trying to set with a sort of thing. Yeah. I think the one thing that ties most love making music together is a slower tempo, mm-hmm. because you can't play like yakety sax and try to make love because then you'll uh, die. Perhaps, <laughs> actually, um, Jessica, you mentioned some uh, music that's being cliche. Actually, a good example of that is uh, "Let's Get It On" by Marvin Gaye. Let's actually listen to a clip of this right now, and probably most of you will know what this sounds like. So yeah, that was Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Um, I... Th- I was thinking, because, you know, we're talking about songs that are really cliche in this setting. I can't imagine, you know, trying to do something to this song, because I think I would just start laughing. (laughs) Well, that's it. I was, with that sort of thing, because when you guys told me about the topic, I was like, what, what am I going to say? Like, how, I don't, I, I don't know. But one thing I was definitely thinking of was the cliche stuff. If you were, if you were a dude or a girl, it'd probably be funnier if you were a girl, but if you wanted to try and like set the mood with this type of music. The only way you could pull it off is if you're going for a humorous sort of thing. Otherwise, yeah. with this song, it, you mean? Yeah, you just kind of like, you know, one of those like, oh yeah, you know, I totally, I meant to do this sort of thing. Like, I guess, I guess it could kind of work from a funny standpoint, but you mean yeah. like to break the tension, maybe? Yeah, yeah, you just have to, I think you just have to be invested in the fact that you know that it is so cliche, mm. you know, it's just, I just think it, it'd probably be best to stay away from those. So the best, so really the only way that you could make love to a musical background track is to accept the clichéity of the entire situation. Yes. Because it's going to be distracting one way or another, somebody's going to, the other person's going to be like, is this that song that they play in movies all the time when they're like... <laughs> trying to seduce people and get it on and stuff. Yeah. Would you consider, because um, you mentioned Barry White before, would you consider him also to be kind of the the cliche type thing? Yeah, but he, he it's funny with that. That's, <laughs> you know, cliche is not necessarily bad. I just think if you can mm. work right, it'll be funny. But yeah. otherwise, if you're trying to do like some serious stuff, I think it's important probably to keep things at a fairly low volume probably have to have a playlist set up already <laughs> i, I think guys but if i just was just like i'm just gonna play for my iTunes library i'd have like spice girls thrown in there somewhere oh no no <laughs> some crazy rock music or something just shows up from my past and you get i think i think barry white though he even more than marvin gay i think he's more the quintessential like love-making musician because he has such a bassy voice like me oh yeah oh yeah um do you remember okay i don't know if either of you watched like really old simpsons episodes but do you remember the episode oh with like, the whacking day with yeah snakes? where <laughs> they they like lure all the snakes into the house by playing barry white into the he ground comes, he comes and sings and he gathers all yeah the snakes in the because head. it's like because his voice is so bassy it like causes 
reverberations that make the snakes all come to where he's at. Yeah. It's so kind of the opposite of what happens in Mars Attacks with Indian Love Call, that song where all their heads explode. Oh that yeah. <laughs> I forgot about I forgot about how awesome that movie was. What do you think would have happened if they played Barry White in that movie? Everybody just would have seduced everyone else. Oh. Yeah, and we'd have really weird, just giant-brained, human, half-alien babies. That would actually be a worse ending. That'd be a horrible ending. Yeah, that'd be an awful ending. Well, speaking of that, let's listen to a clip of Love Making Music by Barry White. It's a good song. (laughs) (laughs) No better music I would say that not all of his music, because a song like this isn't quite as well known probably as some of his others. So it might you might be able to get away with it with yeah. playing this in the background. So, you know, okay, you know how like back before they had MP3s and iTunes, people would like make mixtapes for each other. Yeah. Do you think that, like, these songs lend themselves to, like, a romantic mixtape that you make for your significant other? Yeah. Or do I you mean, think that they're would, too... Even even in the time of mixtapes, they would have been considered too cliche or cheesy? I think probably back then they, they were still decent. You know, they weren't so overplayed that they became synonymous with those movie scenes i think it could have worked i mean okay do you guys ever remember watching those the tv and then you get these commercials for uh you know those those mail order cds that you could get and they were all themed oh, oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah like romantic music and it was yeah. all you know they had the background little montages of people like cuddling in the candlelight and stuff and it's all that sort of yeah yeah that's that's kind of true and now you find those cds in the five dollar bargain bins at walmart exactly. but there's they're still applicable to the purpose still work out i'm sure i'm sure i i just think i think the danger with any sort of music in the background is is probably just dis- distraction i think there's mm. there's probably a lot that has to go in with volume choice you know, it was just like by any sort of crazy song that you have on your mix. It's just like, whoa, I'm not paying attention anymore sort of thing. I think these songs lend themselves more to the seduction process than the actual <laughs> process yeah, of the lovemaking. And the wine. Like the, exactly, the wine, the, the, you know, the dinner, the candlelight, and then you turn it off and get in bed. Yeah. Have some brie and crackers and some great. <laughs> Let me feed you these grapes. Oh, God. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's ever done that with, like, grapes with pits, and then they choked and died. I'm sure that's happened. It was probably a very terrible experience Yes. for the person involved. I feel like that would happen in Greece. Is that... Thanks. Maybe Rome? I don't know. I just picture, like, Greek and Roman people feeding each other with grapes. Did you know that, actually, in ancient Greece and Rome, the, the reason that they drank so much wine was because it was actually cleaner than water because they didn't have any sort of purification hmm. process that makes a lot of sense yeah well, i'm sure it kills a lot of bad crap yeah all the fermentation process killed the any bacteria that would have been in it mm-hmm. i want to bring up a, another artist teddy pendergrass who i would actually argue is a better love making music type of guy than barry white no because <laughs> he kind of his his style is kind of in the same vein of like 
oh yeah, let's get together and you know make love, <laughs> I guess. But uh, he was the uh, the lead singer of Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, which was a really famous soul band in the 70s. And at the end of the 70s, he started a solo career and made songs like uh, Turn Off the Lights, which we can listen to a clip of right now. Come to Girl, I want to give you a special treat. You're so sweet. Turn off so uh, the, the reason I like this song, or I, or I mean for this topic, I guess, the lyrics are him basically telling a woman, hey, you know, let's let's get together. Let's turn off the lights. He says, turn off the lights, light a candle. I'll wash your body and you wash mine. What do you rub down? Some burning hot oils on me, baby. So That sounds painful. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, burning hot is a little. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's some, a very. Some S&M thing going on there. Yeah. <laughs> Would you ever like light a candle? And then wait for it to get that like pool of liquid wax, and then pour that on your significant other, or would that just be basically torture? I don't think I don't think I could be do. I don't think I could do it seriously. I don't think I would just be screaming in pain. I don't know why anyone would want to do that. Well, I mean, he's not saying, "Hey, no, let me, <laughs> let me pour melted wax on your body, baby." <laughs> It's just burning hot oils. Very sensual experience, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> it's like saying, hey, baby, why don't you waterboard me? It's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. It's totally that. It's torture. <laughs> I, I doubt that's what his intention was, but... We'll leave it up to the interpretation of the audience. Yeah. Another good, I guess, soulful, love-making band is actually the OJs. Reminds me of Orange Juice. Um, I guess they so were kind of... Orange Juice part of your seduction process, Kyle? I suppose it could be. It's good for your health. What about OJ Simpson? Not at all. <laughs> did O.J. Simpson ever come out with a musical album? I want to say he did. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. We'll have to look that up. I don't know. <laughs> I really kind of hope he didn't. Next time on Funk Radio. <laughs> but um, it's funny because the O.J.'s as a band, because they were like the, part of the forefront of that Philadelphia soul sound, yeah. um, they were kind of known for more upbeat songs like Love Train and Backstabbers, but they actually had a few slower love ballads. Like... um. This song they had, Stairway to Heaven, not to be confused with the Led Zeppelin version. Different song, just happened to be the same name. When did, Peter, do you know when the Led Zeppelin one came out? Stairway to Heaven came out in, that, came, that came out in 71. Oh, so like five so years, this, wow. What? This was like five years later. Those bastards, they stole the name. I'm surprised I actually <laughs> didn't, get, didn't get in trouble for that. But yeah, anyways, uh, let's listen to a clip of Stairway to Heaven by the OJs right now. Okay. Um, so that was Stairway to Heaven by the OJs. The reason um, I actually wanted to bring up this song is that I once read that they structured this song in a way that has that kind of simulates the slow build-up and eventual climax that you would hopefully achieve during, <laughs> or during your lovemaking experience. And I thought that was kind of interesting that they not only made the song about that sort of but it was also structured in, a, in the same kind of way i think i think if you i think if you really like deconstruct i think a lot of uh love making songs are kind of structured in that sort of crescendo mm. way that i think lends itself to the love making 
Actually, turn off the lights is a little bit more like that too. Not as much, but a little bit. Because mm. I think he gets louder toward the end. <laughs> <laughs> Interpret that as you may. Yeah. Okay, so we discussed some uh, some bands that were good for lovemaking. What can you think of any examples of musicians or songs that would be really bad for lovemaking? I vote Skrillex. That would just drive me insane. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I like electronica music, but just no. <laughs> that would be. I think that would be one of those. It, it would give me a. Well, mic- would, yeah, no, you know. I was trying to think of, like, I guess in, like, a seduction. No, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> just, I was going to think, because, you know, if you're, like, dancing or you're out at if it's, yeah, if at it's a club at a, or something. If it's at a club, if it's at a yeah, club, totally. Like the actual, like, you know, I'm alone with my sweetie, let's play some Skrillex. <laughs> that wouldn't be so good. They would, yeah, they would both get migraines and then their heads would explode, like, in Mars Attacks. I think any sort of, like, teeny bopper pop would not... Oh, oh my gosh. So, okay, I have a, I have a friend <laughs> who is obsessed with... You know that boy band, One Direction? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Totally obsessed with them, and she's not a teeny bopper. Um, Are you a teeny bopper, Kyle? No. But it's just so funny because, like, so many kids are, like, totally sucked in by that kind of music... But it's like, I think because they're so premature or immature in that sense that that they don't understand that that music is like a complete turnoff once you are like older than like 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think those kids too, they, they don't really look at something as being like sensual. Like, yeah, this is a really sexy song. I think they're more just like, this is fun. And plus the boys in the band are cute. Like, exactly. That, My body is changing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's, like it's. It's, uh, they're really interested in the quality of the music. Like, oh, he uses such passion in his voice here. You know, it's yeah. not, they're just kind of entering the world of music. So, yeah. but it's, I, you know, One Direction, I haven't heard much about much of them, except for like, I guess they're probably. You can consider yourself lucky. I kid you not. Ever uh, since she told me about this band, every place I have gone, including today, because I was getting my oil changed, I have heard a song by them. But yeah, that happens. <laughs> but I know. I almost I wish I didn't know about they're them. Less of, I mean, they're they're technically teeny bopper music because they're a boy band and they appeal to young ladies around the world, things like that. But <laughs> I maybe maybe it's just because I'm older. I feel like they're not on the same level as really early in sync was, and some of those really <laughs> obscure bands. Like I don't know if you guys remember. I think there's one called Five. They did a song called Slam Dunk the Funk. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I love yeah. I remember they played that in that yeah. Disney movie. I feel like those were a lot. Again, like Hansons with Mbop, that's something that would be okay. distracting. Funny story with the Hansons. I, for the longest time, thought that song was sung, sung by the Jackson 5 because <laughs> they sound exactly like the Jackson 5. <laughs> hey, did you guys know that a couple of us saw Hanson during freshman year. They came to Chapman Radio. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I never got to see him. But... Well, I, we, none of us knew who they were at the time, so we were just like, who the hell is Hanson? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't even know until like, a couple of years later who they, they are actually like a somewhat famous group. Yeah. Meanwhile, you go to Ralph's, and they play their songs there all the time. Ralph's is stuck in the 90s. The one <laughs> over- they are. But they have such good prices on, like, on groceries. <laughs> on Chef Boyardee. And, <laughs> sure... <laughs> <laughs> and, a ramen, and a ramen noodles. The most nutritious parts of your day. 
Um, <laughs> in terms of bad lovemaking music, what do you think about, like, heavy metal? <laughs> I don't I think that would just be kind of scary, almost. Yeah. I would just be like, I'm too terrified to make love. Make yeah. it stop. I think most most of that would probably be bad, especially just the, the well, screen, know... screaming type. There are a few... So there are some things like Metallica has some stuff that's... You know, they have some slower things. Even System of a Down has some slower things, too, mm. uh, which aren't so just, like, abrasive and in your face. But I think just one of the things I was kind of thinking about because we we have our you know the basic the stuff that you guys talked about the Marvin Gaye and Barry White and and all of that I I think too that modern music right now you could probably we we're talking about kind of the, the slower pace or the bassy stuff mm-hmm. I think depending on the mood you want to set you could probably make it like a little flex more flexible depending on things if you wanted to do something like I think some of the Black Keys songs if yes. you do it, yeah, like, you know, it's kind of, like, bluesy and, and nice. Like, oh, yeah, this is good. And then if you find some things that do have those those deeper beats, they don't necessarily have to be really slow and, like, you know, easygoing and stuff. I think you could probably work into some stuff that's a little bit not typically expectant. But a heavy metal might be a little too, a little too much, <laughs> depending <laughs> on who you're talking about, I guess. <laughs> I, I, actually, I agree. I think the more you can throw into your lovemaking playlist i guess that is unexpected or different paces maybe yeah um, that maybe that would work out yeah without being too too distract i think there's probably i think there's there's got to be an art to it because if you can get a really good variety of stuff that's great but you got to make sure you're not jumping from something like slow and awesome into uh it's like if you ever make like a workout playlist or like a running playlist you have to like have this build up where, like, the tempo of each song increases slightly, but it's not, like, fast, slow, fast, slow, mm. because well, it, could it needs be. to have, like, a climax. Well, if it's fast, slow, fast, slow, then you get tired so fast, because you're, like, pumped but, up, but and then it's, like... But you just, you, you take your time, Kyle. That's why, that's, that's why I said it earlier, I think slower tempo songs generally lend themselves uh, yeah. to the making of the love. <laughs> yes. With the, with the making of the love and the jello pudding pops. That's correct. That's oh, good that here. That, okay, do you think that Bill Cosby lends himself to lovemaking music? No. <laughs> was, you don't want to put him in your lovemaking playlist. That would be one of those distractions. Are you guys saying that you don't want to listen to Licking My Chicken while making <laughs> love? Like specific song that I was thinking I definitely don't want to hear. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, I, I think that might be taking a little too far. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Like what about Weird Al? Oh, yeah, going. I was just thinking, yeah, yeah. It's not something. No. For example, of not good love making music. What yeah. about what about hip hop? I think some hip hop lends itself if it's slower tempo. I don't know. I'm not a fan of hip hop in general, so yeah. I can't comment. Yeah, same. I don't know. I mean, the lyrics are very explicit. Provocative. Actually, work for an actual setting. You know, I I imagine it could. I think it probably could. But perhaps exactly be so much as like a passionate lovemaking is just something that's, you know, like it, <laughs> I don't think it would be so meaningful as something like the slow seduction build up. I think it'd just be like, nah, hip hop, we're having sex. That's sort of <laughs> Actually, but. okay, here's my last question for today. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's better to not have lovemaking music at all? I think if you don't know what you're doing, 
Just want to like it, you know, with the with the whole music playlist thing, you probably just want to avoid it altogether. I, mean, I, I think comfortable with your with whoever you're with too. Yeah. Because, you know, one way or another, if, if, that way, if you screw up on your list and it's just like, "Hey, this song is so funny. I love this song." <laughs> <laughs> then he's he's just like, "I love that you tried. That was really sweet. Can we turn this off now?" And, you know. <laughs> I think just, that I I think that especially if on the male side of making the playlist, I think that the experienced man, experienced in bed, will have will be able to get away with the um, I guess love making music in the selection process because he knows what he's doing. But if it's like some dweeby guy who's just trying to make himself look more seductive than he is, mm. then I think it just ends up being more sad. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense, too, because there's got to be a balance between knowing what you're doing on the actual physical side and then knowing what you're doing with the music, too, because you got to balance it out. If there's a if there's a guy or you know a girl, whatever, who knows what they're doing, the person, the other person is at less risk of being distracted by a bad song on the playlist, you know, because yeah. they're going to whatever it is that's happening. But Correct. I'm just glad that. We no longer live in the age of cassettes where you'd be like making love and the cassette would just screech to a stop and say, flip to side B. And then you flip over. <laughs> and then you... <laughs> I'm gonna flip the tape. <laughs> you, um, flip, you flip the bed over. <laughs> terrible. But, uh, but yeah, I think a lot of it was probably knowing your partner as well and what yeah. works with your dynamic, I guess. Yeah, knowing their tastes and your tastes and, and whatnot. where they don't match. Yes. So yes, that was that was our discussion of the process of lovemaking in and the music that accompanies it. Yeah, we actually um, when I was doing research for this, I actually have enough material for like two more episodes on this. You should so, make uh, your own, you should make your own playlist, Peter. I think it will come in handy. And play this, yeah. Sure. This is what I've come up with. What do you guys think? Yes. <laughs> for our listeners. Probably not immediately, but at some point you may hear about this subject again, whether you want to or not. I feel like, you know that little old German lady that talks about sex? No. On TV? No. I don't know. Oh. I forgot but, her name, but she's scary, and this reminds me of that. It's like Betty White talking explicitly about sex. There's just something not right with that'd that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Unless you're Peter. Got it. Out of all the old women to pick, Betty White, I'd I'd, I'd be okay with her talking about that for some reason. <laughs> I just, I'd just be like, "You're so cool, Betty White. <laughs> you know so much. <laughs> so wise." <laughs> yes. Oh, Peter, did anybody ever get back to me about making a new, having a new catchphrase? Because oh, I yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So Jessica, I don't know if you know, probably not, but our last episode. Kyle realized that he can't uh, he can't be using my catchphrase because that's bad. That is bad. My my catchphrase is that's pretty cool. But Kyle has been looking for a new catchphrase, so we asked our Facebook page if anybody <laughs> had any, any ideas, and I only got one response from our friend Chase, and he said, "Keep it crunchy, my chippies." See, I don't even I I, I don't get that. I don't know. Don't no, just just own it. I don't okay. think it matters. Get it if you keep if you, it keep it, it crunchy. It, no, you gotta own it. Say it with gusto. Keep it crunchy, my chippies. There, there we go. There we we go. keep it this funk pretty crunchy. Yeah, see, that can that could be something that works out for you. Unless I, you don't get it, in which case. I gotta, I, yeah, I gotta get a feel for it, but maybe if I do it while eating chips or while there's chips in my mouth, 
Or like, like, uh, or like acorns, acorns, Kyle. <laughs> you can practice by when every time you go out in public, just address your friends as chippies, so you get used to <laughs> kind of using that terminology. And then when you know you sign off or whatever from your show, you can be like, "Keep it crunchy, my chippies." <laughs> at whatever is in front of you. I just, I just go, you know. I just go up to random people. What up, my chippy? And then, yeah. they punch, and then they punch me in the face. You know, you could, that could be a transcending thing. Um, so for our listeners, as always, uh, please subscribe to us on iTunes. We go on a couple times a week so you can hear more about your favorite Funky hits. Um, and also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk so you can hear all the updates about our shows and see other links and cool stuff as well. I'm Bye. Kyle. Stay crunchy, my chippies. See, yeah. I think it works. I think it works. I, I think it does, yeah. You could do it. Yeah. Thanks, Chase. Yes, thank you, Chase, for defining Kyle's life. <laughs> so, Jessica, thanks for coming on the show today. We really thanks appreciate it. Thanks for that. asking me. This is exciting. We, we hope to have you on again another time. Oh, nice. That would, that would be delightful. You, you, don't, you don't have to be on for more lovemaking, though, if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. We'll see. We'll You'll, get uh, whatever. I mean, she's, yeah. a, she's our recurring lovemaking expert correspondent. That's, that's, that's me. <laughs> Yeah. You can you can be you you can be our Betty White. Yeah. Hey, that's good. I like her. Okay. Um so this has been Peter. This has been Kyle. I'm Eddie Murphy. And this has been Jessica, who's just Jessica. Yes. <laughs> you're not also you're not also Eddie Murphy. I'm not also Eddie Murphy. That's that's too bad. Well we can work on that next time. Okay. Okay. Uh thanks for listening, everybody. We hope to talk to you again soon <laughs> i was gonna say hope to hear you hear from you again soon but that didn't make sense they should yeah we should set up like a telephone line and have call-ins i don't know how that would work but somehow that'd be fun that would be fun get on that get on up okay see you guys bye bye, bye. for more podcasts and the latest news in gaming movies and entertainment visit 8